to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Camel Gingers bringing you episode 176. Welcome to the Chris and Sam podcast. My name's Sam. This is version two of this episode. Take two. I'm Chris. How's it going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... It's a, it's a little disappointing to be doing take two, which is obviously why this episode is late for those of you listening. The um, diehard fans out there, we apologize. But, you know, we tried something new and uh, it didn't quite work out. No. We actually recorded a podcast in a car. Yes. Uh, using wireless lavalier microphones. Not sure if that was the case. Probably was, actually. I think if we'd used the Zoom with a directional mic and put it on the dash, we might have actually been better. Yeah. We think there was interference from Chris's alternator or oh, what's the other one? Yeah, yeah. Altimeter. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> Yes, because my car flies. So basically, um, we'll, we'll start off where we were going. We were heading up to Auckland. Oh, yes. So we were heading up to Auckland on Thursday. Thursday, Thursday yeah. I'm sorry. I'm forgetting what day it was. Uh, for the Great Pumpkin Drop, I guess we could call it. Yes. Uh, we were lucky enough. Wow. We just turn up at these things. But we went and checked out the heaviest pumpkin in the Southern Hemisphere. 808 kilom- uh, kilograms worth. Oh. <laughs> I love all your units of measure and... uh, I'm just screwing up all over the place right now. Anyway, Cameron. But uh, we went up there because uh, Seven Sharp had organised to drop it from a crane. Yes. So thanks uh, to Tower Cranes. Yes, Tower Cranes cranes are great. NZ.com. Yes, so they had a brand new crane, 160-ton lift capacity. $3 million. $3 million. Looked looked shiny ass. It was good, yeah. It had never been used, apparently. And they lifted the thing up, and we stood there for ages. I tried to do a... um, Live Facebook Live thing. And Let's talk just... about that because I don't know what's happening with Facebook Live. So you can do Facebook Live when nothing's happening and it works. Yeah, because I, I did one it a time... bit early and nothing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah. then the one time you do want to use it, like when you're weighing in that pumpkin or you're going to about to drop it from a crane, Facebook goes no. I wouldn't be. Surprised. It crashed a couple of times. My phone rebooted a couple of times, but I wonder if it was the battery was low on the phone by then. Oh, maybe, you know, maybe um, it wasn't like badly, badly low. But afterwards, when we got in the car, it was down to 10%, which is low. Oh, yeah. Okay. It may be that, but I still think Facebook's screwing up. I blame them. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, it, it was, it was, I'm so glad I went. Um, it was awesome. It was awesome to be there. Uh, you may have seen it on the news. You've probably seen it on our Facebook uh, yep. post. Uh, Sam put his little GoPro uh, down there and uh, captured a great little uh, slow-mo shot. Uh, yeah, yeah, that worked out really well. Hitting the ground. What you don't get out of it, I think you get it more from the GoPro than from yes, anything normal, else, yeah. was the sound. It was a concussive boom when it hit the ground actually made me jump a little bit um i think it made everyone jump a little bit yeah i was like i just did not expect that sound i expected sort of a splat not a boom but of course it's hollow and so that that air inside must have compressed before it split yeah a fraction of a second or whatever and then it boomed out so yeah yeah it was it was awesome and i'm also wondering how much of um how much the lifting ring played on that part because it came with it 
Yeah, and, uh, and it had that weight. I suppose it would still I'd, do the sound, but yeah, I don't, I don't think it would have made too much difference because because percentage wise of weight, I don't think that lifting ring is that much yeah, compared true. to the eight hundred and eight kilos of the rest of, of it. Pumpkin. So we got the seeds out, which was good. Yeah, and Tower Crane were more than happy to clean it up. They've got a little, which was even better, little bulldozer <laughs> attachment thing that goes on the tips of their forks. It just sounded like a fingers out a chalkboard. I was like, ah, can we go now? I don't want to hear this. Yeah, no, it was a terrible, on. terrible sound, <laughs> terrible sound. So uh, we did a little bit of a podcast follow up at the end, which is pretty much what we just told you. And uh, yeah, checked out some audio of that today, and uh, it was no good. None of it was any good. Oh, that's okay. Uh, I haven't heard it. I don't want to. Um, so, uh, so that was that. That was great. That was the end of the uh, season for the pumpkins. There's nothing else going on now. No, uh, there's a couple of uh, Little River and the Southland AMP show had all their stuff today. Right, uh, Southland AMP show heaviest pumpkin was 70, 70 kilos. That's oh pretty big. Gosh. They were happy with that. It's pretty big for them. And not then very big uh, for I'm us. not sure if they weigh them at um, Little River, but there was I can't remember. It was. It was a decent sized pumpkin some guy took there. Yeah. So, yep. Cool. Okay. Very good. So, um, now, what, <laughs> it's it's so odd doing the same stuff we've already talked about once because it know. just feels weird. But, okay. Chris will be as enthousi- enthusiastic about everything again. Go. <laughs> Kickstarter or Dropkick. Uh, I've, I've got a Kickstarter yes. um, that I really like the look of, and I'm, I'm so tempted to. Chuck some money in on it, to be honest with you. It's interesting because I, yeah. So it's called the Sax Monica. Now, the thing that I really like about it is that it's a New Zealand guy that's done it down in Christchurch. He's uh, Christchurch based. Um, I told Sam uh, last time we discussed this that what he didn't know was when I was a teenager, I wanted to learn saxophone. So I I started college um, doing music. Yep. I only did it the first year, and then the music teacher said, you really, really should not do music. So I'd never done it really beforehand. Yeah. But um, well, I mean, I, I mean, in some respects, it's probably good that they told you. Oh yeah, yeah. But it, there was the thing, like, really, you t- to be doing that. Everybody else in my class had done piano lessons or whatever for yeah. years. So when I went to high school, we did like the first year we did a term in all different types of classes, and one of them was music for one term, and they made you do all the stuff, and then from there they sort of, I think they you you worked out if you really were into music or not. Yeah. And I just had no clue. I had nothing. Um, and my parents had no idea. And so there was no... I'm the same. Exactly yeah. So the same. anyway, yep. so that was all right. But I I did want to learn the saxophone. So I told my mum I want to learn saxophone. I remember going to a couple of pawn shops and checking out saxophones and stuff like that. Yeah. And then she bought me a violin. So, you know. That's interesting in itself, though, eh? Because like- somebody at her church played the violin... Like an angel, quote unquote, oh, yeah. and he was going to teach me. And I'm like, but I don't want to play the violin. And then I went and did some violin lessons, which were painful as hell. They sound painful. And I was just like, no, nah, I'm not doing this. So, yeah, so that was the end of my I music thought you'd thing. be like, but the sex moniker, yes. let's get back to the point. The sex moniker is a little portable device. It breaks into two or three pieces uh it can go virtually fit in your pocket basically big pocket i guess but uh fit in your pocket and because it's got a simple um number of holes like a tin whistle yes um and the shape of your mouth and 
pressure of your blow and stuff like that can give a full range of, of sounds like a saxophone. And apparently it's really easy to learn. What I was impressed with with the um, the sales page on the um, Kickstarter, it was it was great. It's got a lot of information. It's got a couple of videos. But he's also done all the tutor videos on YouTube. Like they're, they're there for free. And I started watching them. So the more I watched, the more I was sort of interested. Because it'd be great to go along to like a – a beach bonfire or something, whip this out. Somebody else has got a guitar. Yeah. You whip out your sax moniker and play a bit. It, so it's, it's got, really cool. Yeah, it's got the playing simplicity. And it wasn't too expensive, eh? No, six, oh, I better 69? check. $69? I want to say $69. Um, $69 bucks to get one. Yeah, it's the playing simplicity of a tin whistle. Uh, it's unbreakable, never needs servicing, and fits in your pocket. Easy to transport. And it's basically the only thing you need to replace or switch out or there's different reads, eh? Yeah. So they have different grades of reads for how experienced you are. And I think it comes with the lowest grade, the simplest one, the most basic one. So upgrade um, that. The, yeah, no. So hang on. What was it uh, aiming for and what did it get so far? Well, we did discuss this in the car and their goal was $8,294. And we yeah. thought that was a strange amount, maybe due to... Exchange rate or something. Um, but it's not. They wanted 5977 US dollars. Strange amounts. Okay. Anyway, they got 130000 New Zealand dollars. So, Yeah, so fully funded, obviously. Um, it, lo- it looks really professional. And um, the uh, the videos in there are pretty well done and stuff. So. And if you... Yep, if you back it, they've got... Um, yep, 69 bucks gets you one. Or $135 gets you two. And uh, July 2018 is the estimated delivery. And oh, when's it close? When's the eleven more days? Uh, mm, I have to decide. I have to decide if I want to do this. I'm sure you've got a payday in the next eleven days, Chris. Yeah, I got a. I'm not. I don't want to pay any. Spend any money till I've got my next pay in. But uh, we've been playing with our drone upstairs, which was the Chris's last thing. drone. <laughs> my drone upstairs, which is the last thing I bought. Uh, don't know why I bought the drone. Really, I'm really because, struggling to hey, think why I would have bought because the, drone. the marketing on it was something like it normally costs eight hundred odd dollars. We're going to sell it to you for eighty odd. Yeah. That was pretty much it. But uh, no, it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was, it was good fun. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so it lives on the top shelf now. Chris is now waiting for his next Chinese uh, purchase, I think. Yes, all those walkie-talkies. Woohoo! Lots of walkie-talkies. Speaking of walkie-talkies, um, we spent a bit of time, or you spent most of your time, I spent a little bit of time on Saturday at the Blink uh, film. How'd that go? Yes, a short film by our friend Paige directing it. And written it. Uh, yeah, really good. Uh, we're filming in the old uh, Martangi Dairy Factory, which is a staple for a lot of filmmakers in Hamilton because I it's such a diverse... I think it's the fourth time I've filmed there. Yeah, there's just so much random spaces and it's great. No, it went really well. Uh, it was good. It, it looked like you had some really good crew. Um, Danielle, the... Uh, Costume. Co- wardrobe person. Wardrobe, yeah, she, yeah. She, she, she's... A professional, so that was pretty cool, and and very cute. Um, and Graham, not so cute, but also professional, uh, with lots of equipment, <laughs> lots of gear. Yeah, so he had a good. truck of lighting gear. So it sounds like you got some good good people there, and even Kelly, the uh, assistant DA, AD, AD, DA. Far out. I, don't I know really DA am. is in film. I am totally for a film. losing the 
my mind at the moment. But I did shoot off in between because I had to come and talk to all the new round of TEDx speakers that you were coaching. Yes, yeah, so I've uh, we've been running my workshops, which is why I wasn't helping out with the film. Um, and so this is the second of three workshops uh, was on Saturday, and so yeah, the Sam very- came in and talked about um, his perspective on the memorization and some of those techniques. Yeah, hopefully I imparted a little tiny bit of knowledge and uh, idea into their brains. But uh, for the very small amount of time I was there, they seemed like a pretty good group. And you've got them all together in the same room and instantly it's just so much better. Yeah, it is. It is way better than last year uh, where we had people from all over the place. Um, So yeah, yeah, basically everybody's in the Waikato um, this year, so that's, that's really good. So, yeah, no, uh, TEDx is going really well. We have a TEDx salon on the 25th of May, which is at the Innovation um, Park, and that's for Tech Week, where I will be interviewing uh, three people um, on stage. So it'd be cool. We have a guy with AI, another guy that uh, commercializes publicly funded uh, research into uh, actual products. And we've also got um, Shelley Davies, who I've spoken with at a conference before. Um, Are you all right there? Yeah, it looks sorry. like you're about to take off. My legs are shaking around and stuff. Um, and so Shelley's in the spot, but sitting. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Uh, I think I, I, I just think I haven't done any exercise this weekend, so it's been it's been a good relaxing day. So that's cool. Um, so yeah, so TEDx is, is moving along, but if you make it, if you're in the Waikato, make it to uh, TEDx uh, Salon, TEDx Recur Salon, even if it's just to see Chris. Yeah, just to see me, buy me a beer. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to concentrate on what we're doing, but the uh, cat urine in the uh, Chris and Sam podcast studio at the moment is annoying me. Um, but yeah. don't worry about that. That's quite normal for a podcast studio uh, <laughs> at, of our high caliber. Um, yeah, the cat hasn't done that for ages. No, no, I don't think it is. The, I don't think it's toffee. Oh, that's right, because I left that door open for quite a bit this morning. Yeah, but I think they can they can still get in that cat door down there, and well, we can lock the cat door because yeah. toffee doesn't use it. Ah, oh, we might do that. Yeah, I'll do that. Uh, but you did go and see Ready Player One. Ready Player One. Okay, did I talk about that last week? We talked about it in the car, Chris. Oh, okay. All right, sweet. Because while that happened, there was a very clever trailer, and you're going to talk about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Ready Player One was uh, awesome. So if you haven't read the book, I highly recommend it. Uh, You don't have to read the book to see the film, however. The book is obviously has a lot more to it than the film. Yes. But the film did a amazing job of getting the spirit of it and um, and it really is a film that you want to see in the big theatre uh, the, the special effects are huge the it's sound a big film well. yeah, yeah yeah and you want to see it in the in the theatre uh, so yeah I went I went so that I was I was I, I had a lot of trepidation going in because I was like oh please don't screw this up uh, but yeah I, I left with a huge grin on my face it was like it was great it was brilliant so yeah totally recommend that but what I wanted to mention to Sam was the um, the uh, new campaign by Wendy's, a marketing campaign, and they show this ad. And you may have seen this already. If you haven't, if you have, we don't watch TV, so it's probably it could on, be all over TV. Who knows? Yeah, it could be actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's the whole um, you know uh, the coming in and will you take the challenge of the new Mexican. Um, whatever it is that Wendy's is doing, burritos or whatever the hell it was. can't remember. Um, we'll call it the 
Crossing the Border Challenge? Cross the Border Cross Challenge. Cross the Border Challenge. And um, he, they kept showing snippets of these people getting asked, and they'd look at him and go, oh, okay. And then at the end, you realise what the Cross the Border Challenge is. And once they've bought their food, the they get their money back if they go into another competing takeaway joint and eat it. <laughs> so they're going into KFC to eat their Wendy's and going into McDonald's to eat their Wendy's. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was great. Pretty good. Uh, good fun there. They're pretty good. Their marketing team is pretty epic on Twitter, actually. Um, I've been dealing with dumb people on Facebook lately. Uh, lots of people, and it's people that should know better. People were sharing, and let, let us know if this is happening to your group of friends on Facebook. People seem to be thinking that Facebook is going to start charging people to use Facebook or Messenger or both, or they have to. It's the stupid chain email thing happening with Facebook. <sighs> and it's like, no, oh, calm down. Yeah, it, but it's always happened, right? It's always happened. And there's, because there's, it used to be all those things like, Make sure that you uh, forward this. I hereby declare that you cannot use my um, yeah, yeah information. Information, oh, yeah. Rah, 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 rah. And you're like, that's just some school kids written that. It's a load of crap. And I'm, but people still are posting it, thinking that it's saving them from the government or something. Oh, Very God. bizarre. Not sure why it seems to be popping up lately. Um, yeah. Well, no, the reason it's popping up lately is because of that whole Mark Zuckerberg thing going to Being Congress a robot. And all that. Sitting <laughs> yeah. on his booster seat. <laughs> trying to drink water. Well, that's where they keep the batteries in the booster seat. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. It's what, what do you call it? The inversion charging when you yeah, sit on the yeah, charger? Yeah. That might be how they power him up. Oh, no, Mark's running out of juice. <laughs> Put him on the charger. Put him on the charger. <laughs> so did you hear about the um, Parkland gun problem? Uh, it's funny because after I told you about this in the car on Thursday. Yes. I was just uh, going to Trevor pretend Noah, I've never heard of it before, but carry on. The, yeah, Trevor Noah um, did a, a thing called a series of gun fortunate uh, <laughs> Incidences or whatever it was, um, events, a series of unfortunate events. And that, that was one of them. So what happened, uh, I, and it's just it's so American, right? The Parkland School, the one that all the shooting took place at not so long ago in Florida. Yep. Um, one of the teachers decided to get a bit of a pay rise by, you know, carrying a gun, strapping on a gun and wearing that to work. And, you know, did the course or whatever, I assume. Concealed carry permit or Yeah, whatever. all that sort of stuff. Then um, goes to the bathroom. Yep, as you do. And leaves the bathroom and realises that they left the gun in the bathroom when they hear a shot. <laughs> oh, yeah. and you're like... There's gunfire! Go for my gun! Where's my gun? Oh my god, I left my gun in the bathroom! So oh, I, that's where the sound of the shot came from. I assume it's a uh, student. Yeah, but it wasn't. No. It was a homeless person. So, hang on, how does... So Wait, how does the homeless person? He just got in there, to- found this to a gun, and shot it. Pulled the trigger into the ground. He he pointed it at the ground and pulled the trigger to see if it was loaded, which is always the best way to see if a gun's loaded. Um, yeah. And it discharged. So the homeless guy got done for trespass because yep. he shouldn't have been. At no, school. no. I was like, how yeah, you, exactly. You think they'd have way more security <laughs> to stop a homeless man? Yeah, with a gun. Um, 
<laughs> Plus the response to that must yeah. have been pretty epic. They must have I had no idea. SWAT team but yes, yeah. oh no, I don't think so. I don't think so. Oh, um, but yeah, okay. he got done for discharging a weapon and trespassing, and the teacher got. Um, I think a, a fine and might have even got a couple of days in jail or something for, uh, you know, failing to secure a, How, a weapon and stuff like that. Do you think he would have got, like, lo- I like, if it happened here, right, and all that stuff happened, and then you go back to work, you'll be forever known as the dickhead that discharged the gun, and they'll probably got some <laughs> stupid nickname for you now. Oh, the the, the toilet gun guy. Yeah, uh, the the te- yeah. So I'm wondering because he didn't discharge it, but he he left it. No, in no, the but he bog. left it there. But still, yeah. So yeah, I wonder what if they hassle the crap, like hassle him. Like, oh, they'd have to. You'd have to. I assume eventually what will happen is he's going to sue everyone for defamation or something, something character related thing, probably. Uh, I don't know. It's I the way know. it's the way America works. No, oh, it totally is. I mean, because that's what. Like Trump does, isn't it? But he can't sue anybody anymore. It's pissing him off. Because he's a public figure, people can give their opinion about him, and it's no longer defamation. No, that's right. So he can't sue everybody. Did I hear something just talking about him briefly? Uh, Did he... I heard someone joking about that he didn't understand how the postal service worked. Oh, yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah, no, it's it's a real thing. So basically, he's been going, he's got a big thing against Jeff Bezos, and he's just like having a huge go to him. So the reason for this, people assume, is because Jeff Bezos owns the Washington Post, and the Washington Post um, does all these stories against him, plus the fact that Jeff Bezos is really a billionaire. Uh, Yes, (laughs) Probably. And um, so so what he's, yeah. yeah, well, I mean, but. Trump isn't. No. So what um, What happens is that he's, he's been going on about Amazon is losing money to the um, the post office, sorry, is losing money delivering Amazon packages because Amazon screwed them down to the lowest amount, so right. less than cost, and the rest of it's being funded by the um, taxpayer to keep the postal service afloat so they can do this job for Amazon, okay. which is all total crap. The U.S. Postal Service receives no funding from the government. It's run like our NZ. Well, is our NZ Post get funding from government? I don't think it does. No, I don't think it do. They just no, uh, they make their own money. And yes, um, the um, Amazon gets a good deal, but they probably the one thing that's keeping U.S. Yeah, Post yeah. afloat. Yeah, but because that's, nobody else sends stuff anymore. Well, that's right. And that's why, say, in here in New Zealand, that's why we've got the little buggies, because the packages are outweighing letters, and Trade Me's pushed a lot of that, and that's why they have to drive around in the buggies so they can carry everything. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, yeah, because nobody sends a letter anymore, because you text or you email. email or whatever, you know? So, yeah. So, Trump has no freaking clue what's going on. But it's going to be funny because what I found hilarious was the way he said attorney-client privileges did on his Twitter after Michael Cohen got arrested. So, sorry, not arrested, um, searched. Yeah, yeah, the FBI searched him. So, yeah, because Michael Cohen's his personal attorney, something came up. It was sent through a whole 
few layers of bureaucracy. They didn't just go around and search them. It's got to be signed off for a judge who's got to believe there's just cause and there's a reason for doing that. Goes through and does the search and Trump the next day is going, attorney-client privilege is dead. Well, the problem is there is no attorney-client privilege if they think the two of you were working together to commit a crime. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, so meh. And then he, then he put in, <laughs> Trump put in, um, through another lawyer, I believe, he said, I would like to look at all the uh, documents between myself and Mr. Cohen and pass on to the judge which ones I think is fair enough for us to pass on that doesn't um, breach attorney-client privilege. And everybody's like, what? That's like going into, that's like FBI knocking on your door going, uh, search warrant, search warrant. And you go, oh, um, I'm not going to open the door. Just tell me what you want and I'll go get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's just ludicrous. The guy's insane. He's just freaking well, insane. Well, I mean, you know, good on him. He's, uh, <laughs> you know, he's doing a great job. Trump world. Trump that's, world. That's a wonderful world. <laughs> it is. Um... <laughs> Sorry. Taking you right off, off track, have I? No, no. I have no idea what I was going to say, to be honest. Uh, okay. So um, what's coming up? What's coming up for you? The Great Pumpkin Carnival's a year away. <laughs> I've got a committee meeting that I almost forgot about tomorrow. Ooh. That would have been bad if I didn't turn up to that. So, Is uh, that the debrief or have you already had that? No, that's pretty much the debrief. Cool. So I've just got to sort all that out. Basically, the main the main thing is that I've got a giant spreadsheet with all the money they have to pay me back. <laughs> cool, cool. Because I just had to work out, actually talking about that, when Facebook actually charges you for the Facebook ad. It just sits there and I was like, well, what's going on? I had to read this documentation and basically it's you pay it at the end of the month, but there's a button that you can click and you go pay now. Oh, right. Oh, that's Because handy. they're assuming you're going to add more money to your account to keep running the ad. Right, right. So right. once you reach the threshold, they take the money. So the threshold's 30 bucks when you start out, apparently. And the ad I ran was for $28. And they've only charged um, $26. Anyway, it's all good. So looking forward to that. Get some money back. Oh, I've got to take the car in to get fixed next week because oh, of yeah, uh, so some you, weird you, internal engine problem. Don't know what that is. but This guy's got the big C. Cancer yeah, in the engine. Uh, it's only going to take them 10 hours to pull it apart and put it back together. Yeah. Yeah, that, that won't cost you anything uh, at all, really much. Uh, uh, yeah, ouch. They gave me a ballpark figure. It better be that figure. Uh, <laughs> if not, but uh, yeah, so pretty much that. And no, I've got nothing coming up in the near future. Just work. Yeah, yeah. Work's pretty full on for me. I've got quite a lot on. Um, it's been stressful the last couple of weeks. This week's going to be a little bit painful as well because Wednesday's a holiday. Um, so. Yeah, that's great. But actually, in the car, we, we you're talking about you went to the food thing and you've got some news for people that's top secret. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Food Expo. I went to uh, Foodstuff's Food Expo. For people inside the industry. Yeah. So and they let Chris in. It's basically, it's basically um, for people. So... I, I drove there. I got up a bit there a bit late. I left a bit late. I left about 8.30 by the time I got yeah, all my yeah. work done. So I went to work early, got there at 4.30. Four hours later, I managed to get out, drive to Auckland for this thing. It was ASB Showgrounds. Yep. Get there. All Jason! the car parks. 
<laughs> Jason! Um, was well, not the, there. Was not there. Uh, <laughs> drove past, so the car parks were closed, so I, I ended up on some hill somewhere above um, where, where that is and used for the first time the Google Maps, this is where I park my car pin. Oh, yeah, well, okay, that's good. That's freaking, because oh, I was in there, I'm like, there must be something you can do in here for that. And sure enough, there is. You click on it and you go, parking. I was like, yes, that's where I parked, yay. Um, so that's cool. Um, but yeah, no, I went in and there was, uh, basically they're selling to, all the stands are from suppliers selling to uh, Pack and Saves and New Worlds and Four Squares. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, Gilmore's is part of Foodstuffs. We had a stand to sell to them as well, but also a lot of those suppliers are my suppliers, so that was pretty cool. Um, so they loaded him down with free oh, samples. Had, uh, loads of free samples. We were eating smoosh balls all the way up to um, pumpkin drop. The pumpkin drop because because um, I was starving. Yeah. Um, and then um, what else? Oh, so M and M's launching. I think it's in June. I probably had the date right when we were talking about June. It I think so. Yes, or very soon anyway. Yeah, I think it's in June. I think the um, it was the Whitaker's launch was in May. But the Mars one is a huge thing. It's the biggest launch Mars has ever done for in New Zealand. M&Ms. I think the way she said it worldwide. worldwide. Okay, yeah. so keep that in mind, guys. This is yeah. M and M's are doing the largest. Release of a product ever. Yeah, Mars. It's the largest Mars release. Yeah, Mars, Mars release. Yeah. Owns, owns M&M's. And basically what it is, it's um, M&M block chocolate. And so Which I got to taste amazing. some. sounds amazing. And they're coming out with this launch with seven flavors. All at once. I tried four of them, I think. Um, so it's just the... It's like, like the... Crispy. So hang on. No, no, I but, had a crispy. No, no, no. no but is it all milk chocolate with the different M and M's in it? And is there different chocolate as well? It's like or? they had got a hammer and crashed up the M and M's and put them in a chocolate block. Yeah, pretty much. It was nice. It would taste really nice. So that's interesting. So we'll see how that goes. See how that goes, guys. I might You've heard buy, it here. I have to buy a pallet for work. Apparently, so awesome. I know someone in the know. Flavors there, um, and Whitakers. I was very excited about. They have. And I believe this is May, so in a, in a couple of weeks or so, um, uh, milk chocolate, milk chocolate and caramel. Yes, and a dark chocolate and salted caramel, which is to die for. It's so good. It was so good. I didn't want to leave the stand. <laughs> and that's saying something. <laughs> so that was really cool. So I really enjoyed that. Um, what else? Ah, oh, Bakel's had an amazing stand. Bakel's do um, a lot of uh, powdered products for making muffins and all that sort of stuff. Yep. You know, we sell them big, big ingredient bags to uh, cafes and what, restaurants and what have you. And their stand was done up like Alice in Wonderland, and they were all dressed up, and it was amazing. I really should have got more photos. I got a photo of David in his costume. I'll show you. Um, I'll show you later. And um, but I should have got a photo of the whole stand because they spent some 
coin on that. It looked, but it looks fantastic. So yeah, it was, it was a good. It was a good trip. I um, got a couple of cards. I got a few, few people that um, I might end up doing some some business with, um, supplying some stuff. So to there us. we go. Some inside knowledge of what's coming out before anybody else. That's yeah. why you listen to the Chris and Sam podcast. Yes, that and camel ginger. If you really want to impress a lady, oh, you need I to be wearing some. Camel ginger. I haven't shared the camel ginger action photo of it with the pumpkin. Because that was <laughs> yeah, on my big yeah, camera. Yeah, yeah, I haven't yeah. unloaded it, that's why. Yeah, yeah. But with that amazing story and information, it brings us to the end of the podcast, Chris. Cool. All right. So um, I hope it didn't sound like this was um, old news since we've already gone through most of this once before. Um, We're and, professionals. And we, and we do apologize for the delay. Uh, that was not intentional, obviously. Not at all. So make sure to check us out in all the usual places. And until next week, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoy the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friend.